Ladies and gentlemen, from Tootsie's Orchid Lounge in Nashville, Tennessee, it's the Anna Bob Show, number 84. Good morning. Good morning. We've talked a whole lot. Sing it, girls. Good morning. Good morning to you. I can't hear them. I can't either. Good morning. Good morning. It's great to stay up late. Good morning. Good morning to you and you and you. Hey, it's the Ed and Bob Show from Tootsie's Orchid Lounge in Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> hey, Bob. Hey, and that, that's pretty crazy. Have it you is. ever been to Tootsie's? No, well, I don't. I don't get the orchid part though. <laughs> I don't either. You know, Tootsie's. When the first time I was here, I I I, I really thought I understood it more because. You've got you've got the Ryman Auditorium, right? And the backstage, right. there's an alley, right. and then the alley goes right into the back of Tootsie's, and that's why it became so popular. Artists would go over there after they perform, have a drink, you know, socialize, hang out, and everybody was at Tootsie's. So it's kind of cool. What Ed and I are doing is taking a um, a tour, if you will, of the state of Tennessee. We thought we'd start right here in Nashville with this show. Uh, here we are, mid. December and we are at Tootsie's, so uh, Got a lot this of fun. Big wind on the front. And this a lot is of crazy. On the streets of Broadway today. Oh man, it's oh, beautiful. Yeah. I love it. All right, well, this is the Ed and Bob Show. He's Ed. I'm Bob. Let's get this started. And let's uh, before we get into the news, Ed, if you don't mind, yeah, I want to mention this weekend. I've been doing the uh, Nativity Pageant, the narrator, the Nativity Pageant uh, this year, and uh, Saturday and Sunday performance at 3 o'clock, and then Monday night at uh, the 16th at 7 o'clock. So uh, if you are listening to this when you can still go to the Nativity Pageant, we hope that you will come and join us. Now, what do you got in the news? Well, we got a bunch of stuff here from the news, as always. Okay. You know, you've heard of snakes on planes? Yes, that scares me. Well, a United Airlines flight, they had a passenger that got stung by a scorpion. Stung by a scorpion on, on a plane? plane? Yeah. Wow, that's a bizarre accident. It, it, that didn't kill you, does it? No, I don't know. They landed the planes. Said, "Get me off of this." Where were they flying from? South America or something? No, they're actually out of out of Denver. They were flying from Denver out to Atlanta. To Atlanta, and they got stung by a scorpion. scorpion. Now, can a scorpion kill you? I don't think so. A number of them could. I bet it would hurt. Like yeah, hell. Would. Well, if it got in your bloodstream, it might. But I don't know. Then there's this Texas man. Yeah, he killed his wife. And in the jailhouse interview, he said the bullets didn't even phase her. He shot her. What a woman. And she she kept on. He shot his wife. Bam, bam, bam. But the bullets didn't even phase her. All this happened like Edward, this guy, he said, I told the newspaper, he said, he's, he said, I snapped my finger. Bang, bang, bang. So he shot her and she still was living. Yeah. So I. Did bam, she survive? Bam, bam, shot her. That's what he says. The war is a twenty-two caliber. Oh well, you know. They, but didn't somebody say was it was it the mafia that used to use twenty-twos because they'd shoot you in the head because they said it would roll around inside your head and tear up your brain? Isn't that what they said? Yeah, that's right. 
a, 20, a 22 or a 38? Well, I'll, say, I'll tell you what, a 22 would scare the hell out of you if it didn't, oh, it didn't kill you. Well, if somebody shot you in the head with it. And you know that woman who starred in the now famous holiday commercial for Peloton, the exercise, oh, the, the exercise bike yeah. thing. Well, she's breaking her silence over the controversy. You know, she they, all the women got mad at her because, you know, the husband bought her that for Christmas. Did you, did, did, did you really see that as being a bad thing? I mean, let me set this up just a second very quickly. Uh, this commercial came out, and the husband gives his wife a Peloton, is it Peloton, Peloton, or whatever, um, exercise bike for Christmas. And so she says she's scared, at, you know, whether she can really make something out of it or something. So for it shows her for a year exercising and changing her life and whatever. Oh, yes. And the next year, they're looking at the video of her doing it. But everybody attacked it online saying that was Mel shoving this kind of thing. Exactly. Because telling your wife you need cheese to work out. Yeah, you need losing the weight. So is that, was that bad? Well, I, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> well, no, but, but here's the thing, though. If, if, if your wife wanted an exercise bike or well, that's something, I mean, yeah. what's wrong with that? Well, there's nothing wrong with it if that's what she wants. Well, anyway, this lady's got a new gig now. So this is the actress yeah, this that is did it. Okay. She's okay. working for Aviation Gin. Is she doing a commercial for them now? Yeah, Aviation Gin. Is that a gin or is that an airplane? No, it's a gin. <laughs> <laughs> she, said, she, said, she said they're very... Very nice. They're very nice, and she hopes not to have a problem. All right. right. And we got to wrap up the news, Ed. We got some other things to do. Tell everybody what is uh, coming up the rest of the show here this next 30 minutes. All right. We've got our questions of the day, plus our topic of the day. Like, are there songs that tell a story? Of course they are. Most songs probably tell some kind of a story. Yeah. So we're going to look back at some of the best songs that tell stories. It's going to be fun. All right, Ed. Let's get into some questions of the day. We're going to kick it off, and you have the first one. I do. Vaughn, tell me, what is a deep state? (laughs) You know this as since Trump got elected, uh, or or let's say this, not since the Nixon era has has there been mention of a deep state. Supposedly a deep state, the way I understand it, now I'm not an expert on this, is the... It's the regular government in Washington, D.C. that is not elected, but they're there year after year, president after president, administration after administration. They'll work in there for 20 and 30 years. And they're the ones that when a president comes in, same thing as like a county or city government. There's some people there there forever. Right. And they can make or break an elected official. Fair statement? Yeah, yeah, fair statement. Okay. Okay. So that's if the deep state is working against you, then it's going to make your administration difficult. So in in recent times, since Nixon era, there's been more talk of a deep state uh, when Trump got in because he's an outsider. So anyway, a deep state is where a current president or elected official has to fight the administrative governmental body that's in there forever because they're employed. I didn't know that. Well, it's confusing for me. I had to figure it out as well. So, anyway. All right. That was my question of the day. What about you? <laughs> my question of the day. And this is kind of crazy because we bought one and we got an electric blanket, okay? Mm-hmm. And so, in this electric blanket, 
I started wondering, in fact, my mother mentioned to me, she said, well, I'm not going to have an electric blanket because it's bad for you. And I'm thinking, what? It's bad for you? That's what I said. I said, bad for me? How is it bad for me? And so she said, yeah, it's bad for you. It dries you up. It dries your skin. You get all the wrinkles. All these things. And so it started making me worried. So is, is sleeping under an electric blanket bad for you? And I did look this up a little bit. Now, I want your input. Um, They said that actually electric blanket manufacturers have lowered uh, the electromagnetic fields, drop the voltage actually, to a lower level, whereas modern electric blankets only use 12 to 24 volts. And they are actually saying now, manufacturers say, if you're an expectant mother, avoid the use of electric blankets. Because it creates electromagnetic fields. Had you ever heard of this or thought about this? No, I knew it created a field because of those, you know, the wires going through there. Yeah. The electricity would create electromagnetic field. So do you have an electric blanket? No. Well, we've had one for the last couple of years, and, and now I'm a little concerned. I feel like, of course, <laughs> listen to your mother. Well, maybe so, but my wife likes electric blanket because, you know, uh, she likes it. Well, you can go in there and punch it up and then get in bed in 30 minutes, and your bed's not so warm. Oh, I see. So would you have an electric blanket? Would I have one? Would you have yeah, one? Oh, yeah. It wouldn't bother So you're not afraid of it? No, I'm not afraid of it. You ever heard that it might be bad for you? Yes. You have? Yeah. And you didn't tell me? No. I've heard, I've heard people are afraid of them because they get electrocuted, too. For instance, no. would you pour water on an electric blanket? No. You wouldn't? No, it's plugged into the wall. There you go. God. We gotta get out of here. Well, let's see what we got next. We got uh, Ed's going to tell us what's coming up for the topic of the day, and he's got a special sponsor. All right, Bob. We like if you like songs that tell a story. We're going to look at the best ones that we can think of, and we'll do that right after this. But here's some folks that I really like a lot, and I think you do too. And if you use them, I know you do. But since 1972, Powell Auction and Realty Company they've specialized in selling assets at public auction, and Powell is the industry leader in selling real estate. Automobiles, equipment, firearms, and coins, and estates and antiques. 46 years of experience in organizing, marketing, and conducting successful auctions. That's a long time, brother. Mm. They've become a trusted expert in the industry. And they are offered a full range of services, including auctions, traditional property listings, appraisals. Powell Auction and Realty has developed and tailored its experience in auctioning real estate and assets. And they do a great job at that. So if you are thinking about selling property, thinking about selling anything, check them out online and call them. Here, here's the phone number, 865-938-3403, 865-938-3403. Check out their next auctions. You can go online, and you can check out their auctions that are coming up this month in the next few days or then right before Christmas. a good time to pick out some things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So um, online, what is it, powellauction.com? I think so. Yeah. Good people. Sounds like it. All right. All right, Ed, let's get into the topic of the day. You know, this is a fun topic for me, and I thought around the Christmas time, you know, it'd be a good time just to have something more lighthearted. So, you know, you and I have played a million songs on the radio, right? Right. All right. So every once in a while, there's a story, there's a song that will come along that 
you have to listen from the beginning to the end to hear the story. Yep. And we were we thought it might be fun to figure out what are the most what what are the greatest song store story songs of all time. And so that's what this is all about. So we've got a list of them, and I know a lot of you all may be out there and you be thinking about uh, what some other ones are, but uh, as we go through here, I thought it would be fun to play a little clip of all of them as well. So now I've got several I want to bring up, uh, um, and then we'll talk about maybe what your most favorite one was or uh, something like that. The one that comes to my mind is Big Bad John, which is Jimmy D. I mean, to me, that is the the one that tells a story that I heard it the other day. I was listening to satellite radio and I heard heard it the other day. And I can't help myself. I keep listening all the way to the end, even though I know what's going to happen to Big Bad John every time. (laughs) They never reopened that worthless pit. They just placed a marble stand in front of it. These few words are written on that stand. At the bottom of this mine lies a big, big man. Big John. Big John. Big John. Big bad John. They never did open that worthless pit. (laughs) And they put a, what, a marble statue over it. Anyway, do you have some memories of um, songs that tell a story that kind of you always liked or you played them? Or, or yeah, you know, The Gambler. The Gambler. So 65 million copies. Really? Yes. It is probably the, it may be the most popular story song of all time, possibly. Uh, but The Gambler was very big for Kenny Rogers. Wow. Marie Laveau. Marie Laveau. That was a good one, too. Let, well, let's go back, though, to uh, Gambler. I'm going to play just okay. a clip of that. Summer's Eve On a train bound for nowhere I met up with a gambler We were both too tired to sleep So we took turns of staring Out the window at the darkness The boredom overtook us And he began to speak Okay, well, I remember that. And you said Marie Laveau. I remember that from Bobby Bear. Another one that comes to my mind is um, this one right here. Listen to this. I want to tell you all a story about a Harper Valley widowed wife Who had a teenage daughter who attended Harper Valley Junior High Can you, you remember that? That's Jenny C. Riley. Absolutely. Harper P-T-A. Uh, and that really was uh, almost a feminist kind of song, too, because that was a woman getting in front of the PTA and letting them have it, buddy. Had it down there. Oh, she was, you know, wearing her miniskirt. One of my favorites, too, is uh, Fancy. Fancy? Was that uh, Reba? Yeah. yeah. That was it. The, lights, the Night the Lights Went Out in Georgia was also a song that was covered by several artists. As a matter of fact, here's a little clip of that. That's the night that the lights went out in Georgia. Oh, oh, that's the night that they caught an innocent man. Oh, oh, well, don't trust your soul and all that. Okay, and uh, like I 
I'd say the night flights were down in Georgia. You want to go way back? How about, uh, we already did one Kenny Rogers. What about this one? Mel Tillis wrote this right here. You've painted up your lips and rolled and curled your tinted hair. Are you contemplating going out somewhere? Wow, you remember that, oh, Ruby? Don't take your oh, love, love to town. That was a heck of a song. Turn around. Yeah. That was a heck of a song. Um, and, I, and I wonder um, if maybe not one of the most favorite ones of all time, maybe this one right here. Was it third of June, another sleepy dusty Delta day? I was out chopping cotton and my brother was baling hay. And she wrote that song, Bobby Gentry, with the old Billy Joe. It was a third of June, another sleepy, dusty Delta day. That may be one of the, actually the most popular of all time because they made a movie out of it. You're right. Um, it was... Uh, it was a song that nobody really knows the answer to. It's, um, you know, where they everybody still asks, what was she throwing off, or what were they throwing off the Tallahatchie Bridge? So what were they throwing off it? I don't know. Some flowers, I guess. I don't know what it was. but I, I, I never really understood it. Yeah, I, I, that's true. I think sometimes, though, a songwriter, just like writers, where you, they'll take some words that rhyme, and, <laughs> and they put it right in the middle of something. And you think, wait a minute, what's this? Are you saying they don't know the answer? Yeah, probably true. Probably true. When I was playing rock and roll, there was a song. Uh, it was by Coven. It was called One Ten Soldier. It was the legend of Billy Jack. You remember the Billy Jack movie? One Ten Soldier Walks Away. Yeah, and uh, you know, it's talking about a, a group of people up on the hill that shared their fortune, and all their fortune was really was a rock that underneath the rock said uh, "Peace uh, on Earth," and it was a, a very moving story. That was back during the hippie days, I think, and. and uh, Kind of cool story. Uh, I'm going to mention a couple other quick ones. Uh, taxi, Harry Chapin. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Because yeah. he stuffed the he stuffed the 20 in his shirt or something. I can't remember. Uh, and I'll play a clip of that. Here's a little bit of that. Well, another man might have been angry. And another man might have been hurt. But another man never would have let it go. I stashed the bill in my shirt. Okay. Uh, Harry Chapin, Taxi. Of course, now, uh, here's another one. Uh, the Ballad of Jed Clampett by Flash Rock. That was actually a TV intro song. Yeah, it was, uh, it was uh, the song to a TV show. Yeah. You know, the Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah, the Beverly Hillbillies. So, gotta listen to the story about me and named Jed. So, uh, was Coal Miner's daughter, would you consider that a story song? Oh, absolutely. Very big. Yeah, I heard that the other day, too. Uh, you want me to really go back and tell you one? Listen to this right here. One day we rode the mountain crest, and I went east, and he went west. I took to law and wore a star, while he spread terror near and far. With lead and blood he gained such fame all through the west. They feared the name of Ringo. That 
was I knew someday I'd face the Lauren Green <laughs> and the, the Ballad oh. of Ringo. <laughs> Whoa, I that's got to go back to the 60s. <laughs> you know, um, another one I think of um, is the Battle of New Orleans, Johnny Horton. Yeah. That was one that we played on country music radio station a lot. Was there a Ballad of the Green Berets? Ballad of the Green Berets? God, I can't believe you thought of that. Let me play a clip of that. That's a great one. Fighting soldiers from the sky Fearless men who jump and die Men who mean just what they say The brave men of the Green Beret Oh man, yeah, I remember that so well. Sadler, Barry Sadler, and he had the, when he sang it like on the Ed Sullivan show, he had the, the green beret on his head. That's right. Whoa. That's right. And what was the one? Uh, was oh, tell Laura I love her. Oh, the teenagers in the teenagers are out, and uh, she runs back to the car to get his class ring. Calvary uh, County. Coward of the County, yeah, that was another one, another Kenny Rogers song. I guess he had a lot of story songs. So how big was this one right here? In that chair right there, and let me show you how it's done. Fire on the mountain, run, boys, run. The devil's in the house of the rising sun. Chicken in the bread pan, picking out dough. Red as a dog, like no child knows. Charlie Daniels, the devil went down to Georgia. We don't have a lot of time left, but any others you want to throw in here? You know, the dance was big for Garth Brooks. Yeah. What about, and here's a great one. Uh, what a country song. Uh, let me play just a little clip of it. When She never told anybody who the song was about. Everybody said it was about Mick Jagger. And, but she sold the rights at some auction for like $100,000 to somebody that they get to know once she dies or something. <laughs> who do you think it was? I'm assuming, I've heard it many times, I'm assuming it's Mick Jagger too. But I think she said that it really, you shouldn't think that because it, maybe it wasn't. Yeah, there's one of the Dixie Chicks said to Goodbye Earl. That was a real story. Well, that's where they set his trailer on fire yeah, or something. Earl. <laughs> Kentucky Rain, Elvis. Yeah. Song written by Eddie Rabbit. Yeah. There's a little bit of that one right here. Finally got a ride with a preacher man who asked, Were you bound on such a cold, dark afternoon? As we drove on through the rain. As he listened, I explained that he left me with a prayer that I'd find you. So what about like a couple of Elvis songs? Uh, the, in the ghetto, Mac Davis wrote that song. And you can't 
country songs without the distance. songs that told a great story and uh, it's kind of cool to do that so anyway we got to move along and tell everybody what's coming up and then i've got a sponsor all right we're going to get into the mailbox and complaints surely no complaints but we got the mailbox and we're at tootsie's orchid lounge nashville tennessee and here's bob thomas with a sponsor all right ed uh, athletes need a full night's sleep to ensure their bodies always recover if you work and play like an athlete like me and ed you need a solid night's sleep too time to lay down check out the latest m lily mattresses m lily foam and hybrid mattresses are the most comfortable mattresses you will ever lay on find out why their customers are raving about these beds and they'll even ship it to your door m is where you can find a retailer near you or you can go to their national headquarters showroom there on kingston pike and farragut next to the fresh market m lily m lily will improve your life all right and let's open up the mailbox what do you got brother all right here we go here we go here we go Mailbox, wasn't it? Yeah. All right, in the mailbox today, Topper from Teleco Village. Mm-hmm. That rhymes, doesn't it? I love to play golf every day. Now, yeah, you live in Teleco Village. Yeah, what else is there to do? What do you guys like to do for relaxation? That's a great question. Tell them, Bob. Well, what do I like to do? You know, um, I don't, I'm not a golfer. I'm not. Uh, I'm not one of those guys. I, I think my attention span is not very long, so I. Um, I don't. I, you know, I like to um, do things around the house. I like to go for a walk. I like to work on things that interest me. But I'm not a. a I'm not a hobby kind of guy. I'm a recreational guy. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not that I don't like getting you know physical activity. But how about you? I've tried to be, but I get frustrated with golf because if I'm not doing well, oh. I just don't want to mess with it. Well, that would be every stroke I hit. That's right. But now I used to, when I had the farm, that was that was the most fun to me. That's how I relaxed was working on the farm. I would have a project, and I would go out, and I'd be by myself, and I'd go out and work on the farm and fix fix fences and things. And, and my kids and I, we would get in the old pickup truck and go down the street to the store, yeah. get us a bologna sandwich or corned beef sandwich and chips and a drink and come back and sit on the back of that truck. Oh my God! And have and have our lunch. And now how old were they when they, you you think of those memories? Oh, about eight and nine. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, and they were really enjoying it too. And they would work with the cattle and stuff. And it's just a lot of fun to be outside because you know you and I both worked inside most of the time, yeah. and we were in suits, and it was really fun to get dirty. <laughs> well, so um, so you you like the farm life? Is it, does that include working with the cattle and stuff? Do you like that? Or he did get where you I did. No, I liked it because I'd never done it before. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to see if I could do it. Also, like flying. Well, which one did you like the most? Flying. Did you really? That's an expensive hobby, though. Yeah, it is. <laughs> If you're going to buy that airplane. Uh, here he is. All right, open another one up. All right, here we go, here we go, here we go. 
Vera from Five Points. Mm. Why doesn't the city replace the old Coliseum instead of wasting money updating it all the time? Wow, boy, is that a good question. It is a good question. You know, um, they said, listen, the Coliseum, I think the Coliseum was built in the late 50s, something like that. Yeah. Uh, it was. It's a very, very old building. Woefully outdated. Oh, God. And uh, a lot of the reason you don't see concerts there is because most concerts these days fly things from the ceiling. And what we mean by that is they hang things from the ceiling, like great speakers and lights and stuff, and they hang down, and it's very heavy. And that building, the roof cannot stand the stress. So to have concerts in there, you're going to have to replace the ceiling. They came in and did a study to replace the Coliseum. Uh, you're looking at $141 million. Yeah. Um, uh, to replace the whole shooting match, the, the Coliseum and the auditorium, $279 million. Now, that's a lot of money to put in the debt service, but it's been since the late 50s. Uh, they're going to spend about $26 million to do some Band-Aids. And uh, so, um, uh, was it Vera? Vera, I, I, I wish they would replace it and tear it down because we're just putting a Band-Aid on what needs to be done. If you really want to have a, a modern-day city facility, I think the city needs to come together and bite the bullet and put it together because... Um, it's an outdated facility that's not going to get any bigger just because you put a new roof on it and did a few other things. So, I mean, that's my... You know what I always disliked about the Coliseum is if you, unless you're down on the floor in the front, all the seats face the ice. Yeah. So if there's a stage down at the end, you're turning... Yeah, exactly right. turning. Yeah. And you're really looking at the person next to you more than you are the, the thing because it's just... And the seats are small. That's a great point. And it, it's, it's very... Very unfriendly. Very unfriendly. Well, they're fixed seats like that. They're old wooden seats. God, yeah, yeah. there's no building to have wooden seats anymore at all. So I know we kind of went along on this, Vera, but uh, why uh, the Madeline Rohero said it was uh, she didn't want to put into debt service that much money. I, I kind of think uh, they could have sold the naming rights to it. I thought about that to make up some of that money. But evidently, um, they, that, that didn't prevail. So I don't, I don't get it. So there you go. All right. So uh, let's see. Tell everybody what's coming up on our next show, Ed, and then we're going to get into some complaints. Well, what about this? Coming up on our next show, we are going to be talking about that deep state that you mentioned earlier. <laughs> That should be a fun show. It will. All right, that's coming up next time. Uh, we're going to get into our complaints. All right. All right, it's time for complaints, and Ed gets to start first. Ed, what's All yours? Right. My complaint is how everyone is trying to ruin Christmas for me. Just making it. <laughs> what? Yeah. Everybody's on, trying to ruin your Christmas? Yeah, you are. You're just Are you trying to say Christmas is commercialized? Oh, you're kidding? 
did you? You're accusing people of doing that? Yes. <laughs> Everybody does. Hey, that's what uh, you know. Hey, listen. I, what in the story was that Jesus probably was born somewhere around June and July. <laughs> this is all about uh, commercializing Christmas. But I understand what you're saying. I'm, I'm not sure what buying other people a gift has to do with Jesus. But, but that's what Christmas has become. And, and expecting gifts. Yeah, oh, Everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. expects something. Mm-hmm. And they have something that they want. And children, man, they're demanding on it. You know? And the gifts for children are just getting to be more and more and more and more expensive. Do you think this is something that comes with age in the sense that when you're young, when you and I were little kids, we wanted a gift because it was Christmas. Right. right? And then when we were parents and had kids, we um, had to concentrate on making them happy because we're good parents, right? Well, yeah, we're going to make them happier than our parents made up. There you go. And then we got older to where we don't care. And why are people so wrapped up in commercialization for Christmas? I know it. No, I hear what you're saying. And we've, the old thing, everybody's lost the reason for the season and so forth. And I don't know. I don't know how we... I, I, I don't think it's going to change. Ever. I don't, think, I don't so. think you're going. No, I think that's over. Money drives everything. Yeah. All right, I got a complaint for you. Okay, buddy. Tinted windows on cars. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, it's got to be. Here's my point. I'll see somebody driving reckless down the road, and then, you know, you catch up to them in the intersection, and their windows are all blacked out. You can't even see into them. And I'm thinking, God, if I was a cop and had to pull them over, yeah. and you're walking up to the window, yeah. you wouldn't know if they had a gun pointed right at you or not. Exactly. So there has to be some common sense on this. Um, I know it's like well, I, I, you and I pulled up the percentages. Places like California and New York, they hardly allow tinting of windows, okay? Uh, other states, I mean, it's almost like you can black your windows out. They don't care. Florida, maybe that's because of the sun. I mean, you can have your windows almost up to 80% blacked out and where an officer could not see in. And I guess maybe it is because there's so much sunshine there. Um, Tennessee, by the way, is, um, yeah, it's not bad. It's half... Halfway to California, it's not real restrictive, but I guess my point is, I, I'm a, I don't think it's good for law enforcement for you to allow people to drive around in cars where the windows are all tinted and the cops can't see in if they have to pull you over. So, you know, in New Jersey, you can't have any tinted. Oh, you can't. No. Well, see, there you go. Not at all. Uh, yeah. And I, I, I'm, I'm not opposed to have tinted windows, but I think the drivers side, an officer walking up needs to be able to see in that window. Exactly. Fair enough. Yeah. So anyway, there you, go. there you go. All right, tell everybody how they can listen to this show, Ed. Well, the best place to go is online to edbob.com and go down and tune us in. Yep. And of course,
course, you can download the Apple Podcast app or the TuneIn app. Search Ed and Bob and be sure to subscribe on Alexa to in your Alexa skill settings. Enable TuneIn. Then tell Alexa to go to TuneIn. She'll ask you, what do you want to hear? Tell her exactly this, Ed and Bob Show. And if you want to comment in the edandbob.com comment section right there, you know, email us, edandbob at yahoo.com. We'd love for you to follow us on that social media stuff. On Twitter, we're uh, Ed and Bob Knox, Ed Brantley and Bob Thomas Knox, and Facebook.com slash Ed and Bob on Facebook. So, as we wrap it up here, we got any corrections, Ed? No, but I'll have a drink. Would you like to... <laughs> Yes, there's a Tootsie's. There's one at the airport, too. But here we are. We're live from Tootsie's in Nashville, right behind the Ryman Auditorium. And uh, that's why it's been so noisy here today. Our business <laughs> shout-out, we're shouting out to another great uh, place, Aubrey's. Uh, Randy Burleson, uh, just a successful man. Aubrey's has done very, very well. Uh, and Ed's going to tell you what our next show is about. Yes, I will, sir. On our next show, we're going to be talking about... That deep, memories. deep, deep, deep state. That's going to be our next show. Is it running Trump? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. All right, we'll talk about it next time, Ed. I enjoyed it. See you. See you, brother. How lucky can one guy be? I kissed her and she kissed me. Like the fella once said, ain't that a kick in the head? The room was completely black. I hugged her and she hugged back Like the sailor said, quote Ain't that a hole in a boat My head keeps spinning I go to sleep and keep grinning If this is just the beginning My life is gonna be Beautiful, I have sunshine enough to spread it's just like the fella said Tell me quick Ain't love a kick 